Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. I'm Oscar and I'm joined by my co-host as usual. Hello, I'm Daniel and we're here today to talk about the upcoming 70th anniversary Grand Prix being held at the Silverstone Circuit in England. But first, we're going to talk about this weekend's race at Silverstone. And I, well, let's start at the before, like, let's start at the week upcoming to the race. Because right on Thursday, we learned that Sergio Perez would not be racing. He tested positive for COVID-19. And in less than 24 hours, Racing Point had to get a, um, a uh, what do you say, second driver, I guess, um, to, to fill in the shoes. And they, their choice fell on Nico Hulkenberg, which, of course, raced for Racing Point back in the days they were called Force India. And he raced last year in a Renault. So he was, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of in the the groove of F1 pretty much, and uh, well, he had some practice sessions, went kind of well, kind of kept pace with with Stroll, and had a good qualifying, qualifying thirteenth, but we never saw him on race day. Start of the race, he doesn't come out to uh, the grid at all because of engine issues, forces them to not even start the race so not to come back to f1 he wanted no and he didn't have the stoppers mechanics apparently <laughs> no Good but man. i don't know like the stopping still had a very physical thing to to repair yeah. like the suspension part of the left side of the wheel or left side of the car very like you know exactly when you need to fix I think the problem for them was they didn't know exactly what was the problem. Yeah. Like that is pretty much the most we know, which was engine issues. It could be a multitude of things. So lucky for him, he gets to drive at least next race as well. Then I don't know how long Paris will be out. They say at least 10 days before he gets to have a secondary test. But yeah. Who knows when they'll allow him to race again. And until then, I'm guessing Nico Hulkenberg is going to be driving. So let's hope he can actually drive the next race. Yeah. Again at Silverstone. At least now he gets, you know, he got a lot of practice now. And yes, he w- I guess I, I know he would have liked to drive. And now in the last Grand Prix, but at the same time now he gets even more practice before you actually jump into to a race. So I guess that's the silver lining, if you want to call it that. But yeah, that was before the race. Let's just jump into the race as well. And why not start with the winner, as we usually do. Lewis Hamilton. Big surprise. Not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As anticipated by both of us, um, Hamilton Bottas were class of their own. Verstappen was holding down third. Surprise package Leclerc was in fourth after qualifying in that order. And yeah, it seemed like nothing could stop them. Even through two safety cars, both on lap one when Kevin Magnussen went off and lap 11 when Daniel Kvyat went off. Uh, both uh, cancelling the race at that point 
even even to that, even through Bumble Up, and even though they put on their hard tires, they're around lap 11, uh, or during the safety car period after Kvyat's crash, they had to run with, that, with the hard tires pretty much 40 laps to the end of the race. And it, it went surprisingly well, I would say. Almost all the way. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was going to hold the whole way. Because yeah. This was a crazy thing. Yeah, it, it was like, it's, it's hard wheels. Maybe they can take it, you know? And we know that Hamilton is usually a master of keeping his, his tires alive. Um, but, yeah, I guess we started to see it. I don't, of course, that wasn't part for the hard tires running out, but Raikkonen getting the first puncture of the day on lap 48. Um, and, yeah, his uh, front wing got broken off and t- tore a hole in, the, in his uh, left front tire. That caused him to finish down in 17th, last of the finishing drivers. Two laps later was Valtteri Bottas' time, but now it was literally the hard tires have been pushed too hard for too long. He had to pit for new tires, and he did this in like turn one, turn two, something like that. So he had to drive yeah. an entire lap around. That was and, hard to yeah. see. That was so hard to see. Like he had yeah. such a good race. Yeah. He, he was fighting with with Hamilton. Of course, Hamilton was still a few seconds ahead. But he, he was, Bottas was the, never out of the fight. Yeah, he actually tried to take the fight to Hamilton. He did his best. Oh. Yeah. And maybe that's why his, his tires popped at lap 50. Yeah. Or his left front, at least. Yeah, and, then, and by the time he got out, yeah, yeah he got only ra- managed to finish 11th. Yeah, it really got random from there on. Yeah. Tires popping left and right. Yeah, last lap, lap 52, two tires. Carlos Sainz then driving in fourth, dropped down to 13th position at the flag. While Lewis Hamilton, race leader, also had a tire popped on the last lap. 32nd leader of Verstappen, that the lap before had pitted his hard tires for new softs to try to get the fastest lap of the race, which he got. And Verstappen's uh, tires did not look great either. But, yeah, they chose to to pit onto softs. And in the end, Verstappen was 5.8 seconds behind Hamilton. In a little over half a lap, he took in 25 seconds because of Hamilton pretty much driving over the line with three wheels. And he was driving uh, surprisingly fast with three wheels, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you sh- shouldn't be able to drive that fast with three wheels. Yeah. But, but <laughs> like, uh, like with the current rules that the, the fastest, the one who takes a lap fastest in top 10 gets an extra point, I'm defending the decision for Verstappen to pit him. How would they, should they know how would they know that this would happen? Yeah, they didn't. And and I said, it was a risk. It was a big risk. See, the Bottas had just popped on lap 50. And I think it was earlier, uh, later on lap 50, that Verstappen came in. Um, 
it was then that Bottas' tire popped, and we knew, he knew, looking at his data, that he had the field of the car, he felt that his tires was also starting to run out. Who knows, maybe one of his tires would pop, and then he wouldn't have finished even second. Um, I don't think so, at least looking how close Leclerc and Ricardo was behind. So, yeah, I think, yeah, good choice by Red Bull, I think, in the end. Yeah, even if it that nineteen points happen, in the in the bag. I understand them because like how you can't count on oh my competition is gonna pop a wheel because Hamilton was a lot of seconds before him. In front yeah. of him. That was impossible to like take in another wheel. Yeah, he was about ten seconds ahead but when Verstappen went in to to pay for a new tire. And it like makes sense. Like he didn't feel he could push harder than Hamilton because Hamilton is such a good driver. Um, and yeah, I think a good, good choice in the end. And thanks to that, it's only six points by Bottas now in the in the driver's standings. He can start to sniff for that second place. So yeah, I think at the end a good race for Verstappen. Also reminding his uh, uh, whoever he talked with in the pits to remember to drink water <laughs> during the race. He was so bored that he needed to. Have a little fun with this mechanic. Yeah, because he was driving all alone there for a long while. Yeah, he was uh, behind Bottas, ahead of Leclerc. So he was actually doing this social distancing they're nagging about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did for most of the race. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way of seeing it. Yeah, but Albon also had a really interesting run. Yeah, his teammate starting in twelfth after another bad. Um, qualifying session where he didn't get it to work after he was the one that collided with Magnussen on the first lap I view it as a racing incident the FIA didn't agree for Albon with a 5 second penalty for causing a collision pretty much and at the time of I don't believe he caught he got oh no yeah right after the first safety car with Magnussen was ended and started reporting again, Albon went into the pits. So probably something weird, some, something was probably over the tires and he pitted already then. I believe it was then as, at least say if I'm wrong, yeah, but it was right after the safety car. Yeah, so that put him in last. And yes, he has a fast car and yes, he's a good driver, but he managed to fight all the way up to eighth in the end. And yes, with Bottas and Sainz dropping, he would have finished 10th without them having their pop tires, which still is impressive. But yeah, it proves how, that he's really fast in races. It's just sad that he quite can't right now get it together on their own qualifying yeah. pace. And uh, seeing the result, I don't know if you have noticed. Have you checked the result for Williams driver? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, none of them were last. Yeah, they have to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was a random disaster fest. Yeah. Yeah, as usual, Latifi was slowest in qualifying, sadly. Russell was 12th again. Oh, sorry, 15th. Sorry, 15th in, in Q2. But started from last because of a five-second penalty because he uh, ignored the yellow flag while overtaking his teammates that had spun in qualifying one, Q1. 
So he started at the back of the field. But to then grab a 12th and actually be quite racy and have some good overtakes in the race, yeah, I think he's really happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied with him, right? But can he do better? Oh, I think he can do better. Like I said, he started from last. Yeah. And the car is still not... Apparently, it's now better. It's more even in qualifying and racing than it's been earlier to the season, at least according to Russell. And, I mean, that's I think that's good because you want those numbers to add up, even though that maybe means that they qualify slightly lower. That means they're also faster in the race. But I'm still hoping to see a point for Williams this season. Mm. Yeah, not. Maybe not as many as I said at the start yeah. of the season, because, yeah, but I'm, I'm still hoping to at least get some points for them. And one guy that was actually saved by all this randomness, in my opinion, that wouldn't have gotten a point otherwise was Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Wow, they didn't look good. <laughs> yeah, Ferrari, coming into this weekend, they know they're down on power because their their engine hasn't worked so for this race they put on very little downforce like monza level downforce which is pretty much one of the most pace reliance circuits in the calendar and they were just we're going to be fast on the straights and then be shitty in the corners and they managed to qualify in fourth and tenth without a current in fourth uh, battle in tenth with that setup, so I mean that's that's a positive surprise, but they knew it's going to be way hard in the race because when the fuel adds up and the weight adds up, it's going to be even harder to control. So to then see Charles Leclerc, we already mentioned it, in a third place, and actually managing to rank on that car, to then see Vettel in tenth, only in points. I said if we weren't just because of the two um, pop tires. Fending off Bottas, to be fair, the last few corners on the last lap. But yeah, I don't think he can be happy. Oh. And talking about cars, yeah, talking about cars having a tough Lance Stroll in racing point. Coming here, knowing that this was a really strong circuit for Mercedes, at least I expected it to be a very strong circuit for racing point, too. Lance Stroll just barely got into Q3 because he had the same time down to the millisecond that Pierre Gasly had, which qualified in P11. He was just lucky that he did it before. So he was just about to get into Q3 this time, and he qualified in sixth, which is also lower than I I believe he expected. And in the race, yeah, I don't know what happened, but he, he could keep up some in the early laps. He had the soft tires on, uh, I believe. And yeah, he looked kind of good. But then the hearts went on and away went the racing points pace. They are nicknamed the Pink Ferrari, but it is the Pink Mercedes, but it looks like the Pink Ferrari here. <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit. Like, that team has been so good. They, in my opinion, they, it should be racing point McLaren. They should have the, the fight. Yeah, uh, behind the top, uh, the two top teams. I'm going to say now. Yeah, they should have I that, think they that's should fair. Be in that fi- they, they should having that fight, but this weekend racing point uh, disappointed me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know where it, where it came from. <laughs> no, 
And, and maybe it's like, is it Israel missing Paris to be that leader figure? Was the extra pressure of pretty much being the team leader now? Uh, now that Hulkenberg is in, uh, did that get to him? Was he like, I don't know. He has never. I don't think Stoll has been a leading figure in a team before. Mm. Did had he? Did he have to take some extra responsibility in this race? I don't know. Was that something that niggled him? But was yeah. it a different rivalry who wasn't there? They could what did be, you mean? Like they could be in a friendly uh, rivalry that they're, they're actually lifting each other because they're competing against each other. Oh, I mean, Stroll and Perez. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Exactly. Like, did he miss him in that way? Maybe. But, yeah, that could be one thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's still surprising being passed by Ocon, Gasly, Albon. Just, yeah, I hope for their sake that they can find their place for next weekend and that they are going to have two cars in the race. But, yeah, not a great race for Racing Point. Lucky for them, it was just one uh, McLaren who took points also. Yeah. Even if they got more points. Yeah. And to be fair, though, uh, looking at the constructors right now, like Mercedes, yes, they're running away, and Red Bull is second, mm-hmm. quite, quite substantially. They're 37 points, sorry, 27 points ahead of McLaren in third. But then actually, thanks to Leclerc's two third places, they're fourth. Yeah. And, and Racing Point is, is fifth, only one point behind. Yeah. But somehow they're now behind Ferrari, which is... A, <laughs> In a way, that's weird to say, but in the way the way the season has panned out, it's weird to see Racing Point behind Ferrari in the in the Constructors Championship. Yeah, I have to Some say that Racing Point has the better car. That Ferrari is a one-man team right now. Yeah. Yeah, looking at Vettel, he has done ten points so far. Leclerc has thirty-three, which two is two third places, as I already mentioned. But. Yeah, that's the difference between fifth and thirteenth in the driver standings. Yeah, right now it's clear that uh, right now it feels clear anyway that uh, Ferrari has done the right choice to to uh, go with Leclerc for the future. Yeah, and I just hope that. I mean, we talked about the signs going to a worse team next season. Almost it feels like, but. Right now, he has his own troubles because for some reason he can't get the luck that his teammate has. He's always, it feels like slightly off for some yeah. reason. But time will tell. Maybe Ferrari will get their act together until next year. Yeah. I hope for their sake and I hope for Sainz's sake because he deserves a, a good car to drive. Yeah. And Ferrari need to be a top team. Like, what if they drop down a lot? I don't know what they will, they will do in that case. Yeah. I mean, right now they're a midfield team pretty much, so what they do now is kind of interesting to follow. Yeah. I mean, I believe one of the owners uh, actually went out in the week that just passed and said that uh, he's not expecting Ferrari to be winning any races this or next season. Well. Um. He just fully focusing on the 2022 seasons with the with the new cars, the new rules, you know, when they can start fresh. Yeah, I actually think that next season will be one of those seasons where 
nobody gets a lot of new tech. Yeah, they're not allowed to. They, they, uh, yeah, FIA is pretty much to to save costs in times like these where everyone has less money than they hoped they would be have. Um, it's yeah, it's imperative to save some cost, and FIA just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna lock the cars pretty much. We can't upgrade these just to bring down the cost a little bit, and adding the the roof as well right now then to to start off the the roof for how much money you can spend into your F1 team. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, though, in two years. That's going to be such a massive uh, flip, I think, of everything that we know. Yeah, but, I, but everybody yeah. will try to do, uh, uh, to don't, to get their development of parts and everything in the same way that they do now. They will have different tactics, different ways. Yeah. All right, but we talked about a lot of teams, but we need to touch up on one last team, and it's Renault. Their best position so far this season had been eighth, and they've they've been struggling. They were supposed to be fighting. They were hoping to fight with McLaren and Racing Point in pretty much every race. You know, they were hoping to be top of the midfield, and now it just turns out that they're more fighting with Alfatori uh, for points. Absolutely, Pierre Gasly, which has an amazing season so far. So to then see now Daniel Ricciardo in fourth, uh, which I believe is Renault's best position for quite a few years, and Esteban Ocon in sixth, it's just amazing. Yeah, that, I have no explanation how that happened. <laughs> well, they started eighth and ninth, and we know Stroll had a bad race, so that's one place down, and Sainz and Bottas started above them, and they had uh, tire problems. And that that's it. <laughs> so, really, they, they overtook Stroll, both of them, and Ricardo managed to overtake Lando Norris. And they just kept everyone else behind them. The easy version is that that was the race for Renault. <laughs> yeah. They overtook one car each, or Ricardo too. And then this just consolidated their, their position. But still amazing drive. Yeah. Like, like Ricardo came out before the race and said that, okay, sixth. If everything goes exactly to plan, perfect race, sixth is what we're going to fight for. And that's what their second driver got. So, yeah, I think they're going to be very happy with this weekend. Yeah. This, I think this will be the highlight, sadly, of the season. I hope it's not, but I think it is. There's a risk, definitely. Let's move on to the upcoming Grand Prix, which is, as I already mentioned, it's also been held at the Stilberson Circuit, just like the Rallis race. So I'm not going to go through the, the track specifics in this episode. If you want to hear about it, you're welcome to look back on last week's podcast to hear more about it. But instead, let's just straight into predictions. And yeah, you first as usual. Um, I will start sounding like a broken record here. I'm worried about that. I have to go love it with all you can answer. I won't go with an upset in the top. I will go with Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen as usual. Yeah. Because the only thing that stopped Bottas was actually the puncture. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's sad to be a broken record, but right now F1's top tier is a broken record. Yeah. Because, well, it's, yeah, it's Mercedes and it's one half of Red Bull. That is the top. It's like, there's no getting away from it. But then I, there's a hard fight for yeah. fourth and up. Oh, yeah. Or fourth and down, should I say. Wow. But the top three is pretty much nailed on it. If they can just get through the race without any trouble, you know, there's no car, there, that no driver that can keep up with them. Well, so, no one can. I would agree. I would agree. No like Hamilton, Bottas must happen. Nobody can touch them in a in a race where a disaster doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, so. it's an open fight. It's such an open fight that it's almost cra- uh, like do dooming to me to say something about it. <laughs> like can Leclerc drive us good this time also? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was he has proven surprised. that he can get everything and even more out of the Ferrari. Yeah. If you the say, question is, he, he did it once, can he do it a second time? Yeah, because if you sh- look at, on what he gets out of the Ferrari and what Vettel gets out of the Ferrari, it's is it the same car? Yeah. Yeah, that is actually a good question, though. And, uh, honestly, like, uh, we know Le- Ve- uh, Leclerc is staying. We know that Vettel is leaving. When Red Bull had that a few years back, Verstappen, main driver, staying, Ricardo, about to leave, you got the very clear distinction that it felt like everything went on to Verstappen. So Ricardo pretty much didn't get the upgrades. He didn't get the love for the car to repair it, to make sure it was set up correctly and everything like that, almost. Like they, they took less care of Ricardo's car just because he was leaving. Is that happening in Ferrari? Do Vettel not get the best setups or, you know, not the same help from the leadership as Leclerc does? Since Leclerc is staying, we know that. I don't know. Or is it literally that Vettel just has so much harder getting to grip with this car than Leclerc has? In a way, I hope, for Vettel's sake, I hope it's the first thing. That it's just that he doesn't have the same opportunity. Because it's only sad to see how far off he is, Leclerc, both in qualifying and the race currently. Yeah, because if this is the same car, you get the same help from the team and everything. Vettel is a shadow in, in of his former glory in that case. Yeah. I mean, only look at Q3 in the last race. He was a second behind Leclerc. Not, okay, not fully, but okay. Uh, nine tenths. He was nine tenths behind Leclerc on one lap pace around Silverstone. If that's the same car, that is terrifying. <laughs> For some comparison, Mercedes, Hamilton Bottas, three tenths. Uh, the uh, McLaren of Norris and Sainz, two tenths. The Renault, Ricardo Ocon, two tenths. Like, and yes, then we have also Leclerc, uh, Albin, a second and two tenths, but yeah. <laughs> so that I think is and something. I really, and I really think that they will be way more careful with the tires. Yeah, I mean they have to be. Yeah. And because yeah, because next race gonna be warmer, um, according to what they think, and they're but they're going for softer tires. 
So two stop almost seems inevitable looking in from the outside right now in, in, in before the race has started, but which is going to be interesting because pit stops always makes it interesting. Yeah, for safety reasons, I hope they do that. Yeah, because you don't know where when that tire pops. Indeed. What if it's in a corner and you lose control and get almost slingshot into another car? Yeah. There's, they're going fast out there. Yeah. We don't want anything to happen to any driver. No, that would be... <laughs> you like, know, that's... That would be... Like, single accidents, one car is bad enough. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope they can get through it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah back to the predictions, though. I'm going to say, just because I want him to have it, I'm going to say Sainz will finish 4th or 5th. And I think that's that's depending on whether Leclerc, uh, depending on where he is. But I think still, Leclerc, with his driving skills, is good enough to finish ahead of Sainz. But only if he has as good a weekend as he did last time out. Yeah, I think it's uh, this 4th place is a race between Leclerc, Norris and Sainz. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at how weak the racing points seem to be. Yeah, well, I have no idea what happened. There. Yeah, and the question is, do we think Renault will be able to uh, reproduce what they did? That would be something to behold. Yeah. Once again, though, without Bottas and Sainz, tires popping, they're sixth and eighth, which is still the best they had done this season in that case but not as as amazing as fourth and sixth and this is this is a little bit interesting we're talking about how bad renault has been this season yeah they're 11 points off the ferrari just 11. yeah <laughs> yeah which this race helped to salvage a lot they they got 20 points in this race alone yeah. before that they were on 12. and yes actually Okay, so Ferrari got 16 this race. I know Renault caught Ferrari by four points this race. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. They caught Racing Point by 18. And there's still 10 behind them. (laughs) But yeah, that was important though for Renault's season. This was really important for the confidence. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to get top seven. <laughs> now Alpha Tauri is quite a ways behind. There are 19 points mm-hmm. behind them. And it's it's important, I think, for their future, pretty much, and to keep if, ahead of Alpha Tauri. Even if it was a stroke of very big luck in some ways, I think Russell can build on his 12th place. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not the first 12th place you've gotten. Yeah. It's not the first time you got to... That's... Out of four races so far this season, he has qualified in Q3 three times. Uh, Q2, sorry, three times. Before this, he'd never been in Q2. Oh, and, so, uh, and now, if we turn around the question we did last season, will a Williams car even get a point? I'm turning it around in Russell's case. When will he get the point? Because if he continues like this, Something, if something just happens uh, above him, he will get a point. Yeah, 
because he's close enough to take advantage of that. Yeah, he might not even need anything to go wrong yeah. if he had a really good race. And starting a, say say he starts in twelfth and has as a good race he did last time, he's gonna finish in the points. Yeah. And he's started twelfth before, so. Imagining but, him, him finishing before Vettel without prob problems uh, doing anything about it. I, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Not to be rude to Vettel, but <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, like Vettel. Will, oh my god. I, I don't want to talk with Vettel after that race. <laughs> yeah, that would be rude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay, let him be. Let him be. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so rude. Yeah. <laughs> but I really hope that this race doesn't turn out to be a weird one. We have had some really weird races this season, I can say that much. And weirdly enough, it's always the first race in the double header that is weird. Yeah, um, this is our second double header, yeah. Yeah, so this could be a nor <laughs> so called normal race. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the first one. <laughs> We did what was it in Austria? Was all yeah. really really weird. Yeah. What did you say? Nine retirements? No. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine retirements in the and first this, race. The second race one, had three. And this one <laughs> had a, had the potential to have a lot of retirements. Yeah. And it was really weird. It was totally random with some things, but so. This could turn out to be a normal race. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I don't mind those either. No. Um, so even though it's, it's sad to see if nothing really changes, but at the same time, yeah. yeah. We, we, it's uh, going to be fun to see whatever fights we, we will be able to see. Yeah, this almost gets me to shut up about Formula One being way too predictable and way too boring in that game. <laughs> Yeah, when cars when cars and tires stop working, that's always interesting. Yeah, <laughs> or and makes it interesting. Not at least. even Hamilton is spared from the randomness. He no. got, but he got lucky. If that wasn't the last lap, he would be screwed. Yeah, if he had a Bottas situation, yeah. he he would, he could have risked finishing outside the points too. Yeah, <laughs> and what a what a hit that would be to his. Well, yeah. uh, record is going to uh, season Imagine right that now. happening like, in the lap before. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, oh, yeah, that would be even worse because then it's almost like, do we pit? Do we? No, they still need to pit, but yeah, yeah only one lap to secure any or get back. Yeah, the that funny, would be a the, nightmare. The really funny thing that, uh, actually was when he was only driving in fr on three wheels, Hamilton didn't nag about. The tires. Yeah. <laughs> he always yeah. nags about that. Yeah. He, he always complains. I saw that on Twitter. Someone said as well. Like, uh, the, Hamilton always nags about his tires being bad. The time they actually were bad, he wasn't talking about it. No. Then he was fine. <laughs> yeah. Then he was fine. So, yeah. And he was calm and everything. He was like almost silent in a way. Really in the zone, but otherwise, blah, 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 tires all the time. Yeah, I can't keep him behind me with his tires. I, I heard that about 200 times by now. Yeah, 
Well, maybe that's because he's so far ahead that he doesn't have to think about tires anymore. <laughs> I have no idea, but that was pretty funny <laughs> to not hear him co complain. And but yeah. those numbers I saw on the on the screen, ten percent left of that tire. Oh yeah, in what in what world is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't fully trust those um, little pop-ups of information that they often do. Because oh, no. there's so many times they prove out to be wrong because yeah. they, they can't predict the future. Uh, and yes, their, their data might be useful, but at the same time, I'm not sure entirely all the time if they know how to use it yet. Yeah, I would write a big zero. Yeah. Well, maybe they want to be positive, so they, add, they round it up to 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Either. But it was refreshing to not hear him nag about the tires. Yeah, and still win. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. But yeah, so what's the next race after this? Well, it's the 70th Grand Prix. Yeah, but I'm thinking. In Silverstone. After this one. <laughs> After this one, I believe it's in Spain. Oh, I actually think you're right, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have yeah. <laughs> I have to check it, but still. Yeah. Okay. So you don't even know. That's no. that's that's funny. That's I I don't want to give you any clues. That's why. <laughs> Otherwise, I could have given you a clue without even knowing about it. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, Although yeah. I, I already think I said it, so um, yeah. <laughs> it is Spain. Yeah. I mean, I've been hearing a lot about next triple header, England, England, Spain. Yeah. I don't know right now what's after Spain, though, because I haven't really looked into that yet. Belgium. All right, thank you. But oh, it's Belgium, Italy. Italy? Italy? Yeah. No. It's Belgium, is it double Italy, Italy? Italy. All right. But when is the third Italy? Uh, that's later, together with Germany and Portugal. Yeah, but the funny thing is that we have, according oh, to... Oh, wait, there's a Russia too in there somewhere. Yeah, we have Spain, Belgium, Italy, Italy, Russia, Germany, Portugal, nothing. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Although we're getting up there, what's that? 12? We're, we're in October. Yeah, around 12. I don't know. We're in October now. Yeah. Well, they said that they were hoping to end the season in mid-December in Abu Dhabi. So, I mean... Yeah, that would be nice. They, they still have some time Yeah. to get together the 15 to 18 they were talking about. And looking at the way, like, yeah, we might not be able to leave Europe for much at the at what it seems like right now with yeah. with what... Uh, which Grand Prix has been cancelled. The only time we're leaving is but, for Abu Dhabi and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe Bahrain, maybe Abu Dhabi. It's not locked in, but they're hoping to, to do that. But yeah, time will tell. They will come out with more information when that yeah, day comes. Not that <laughs> F1 will take this into consideration for this time, because they're going by safety, but I heard that Abu Dhabi is paying some serious money to be the last race. I'm pretty sure they are. That's why they, I don't think the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix has ever not been the last race of the season since they got at it. I might be wrong there. 
but I think they've been the last last, last race ever since adding, they got at it. Yeah, they're adding money to have the last race. Yeah. Funny enough, they want the, the season is usually over now. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Hopefully that will change from 2022. Oh, yeah, let's hope so. Imagine having a 22 race, which we should have had this season. 22 race calendar, and it comes down to the final race: who wins the who wins the drivers, yeah. and maybe even who wins the constructors. Yeah, with like, that would be amazing. Yeah, with like four, <laughs> at least four different drivers are able to win. Okay, maybe that's a little bit too much, but I, I will hope you're right. Yeah, but that would be amazing. Even if it's just two for yeah. two different teams, yeah. that would be. That would be such a dream. And, and it will be like <laughs> the one that comes one, like one, two, that they have to. Like they are so close, so they have to like go go for that. They can't gamble with that. Oh, yeah, I can get a finish third and still win. None of that. Yeah. Sort of crap. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that was it for this week. And I guess then we will be back next week also. Spain. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting rid of us yet. No, you're not that <laughs> lucky. But after that, you get some uh, invitation from us. Yeah, but stop celebrating because then we're back again <laughs> for another triple header, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, just the right amount of the dose from us. But yeah, it was been fun recording as usual. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, yeah, we will be back next week then for Spain. Bye. Bye.